So, have any of you ever wondered what it is that I do when I head down that hall with the kids? Some of you know. (laughs) You have wondered? We're going to talk about it today. I mean, the doors close. It gets a little quieter in here. But what goes on at the end of the hall? Maybe you've seen some pictures. A craft project showed up in Fellowship Hall. Maybe you've even heard us having a little too much fun. Any ideas? What are we doing down there? We're learning. We're all learning, aren't we? Sometimes we're drawing. Sometimes we're building. Over the past year, we've made soup. We've had a dance party. We've created art. We've made a blanket fort. And really so much more. But those activities are not what we're actually doing. What we're doing when I go down that hallway is so much more. What we're actually doing is faith development. Faith development. Those can be some big words for you, use. Maybe they're words that carry a lot of meaning for you from your past. Maybe they're words you've never thought about in relationship to yourself. Or maybe those words are like a benchmark for you, a signpost that you hold on to sometimes. What I'm thinking about when I say faith development is the process of me growing as a person, of developing and increasing my trust in this faith of Unitarian Universalism, in this place of the Universalist Unitarian Church of Peoria, and strengthening my connections. If you would have asked me two years ago about my UU faith development, I would have looked at you a little sideways and not really had much of an answer. I didn't really think of Unitarian Universalism as a faith all the time. Maybe some of you can relate. I identified as a UU. I believed in the principles. Those values are amazing to me. Our sources, I love our sources that we pull from wherever we find truth and meaning. However, I wouldn't have thought about my time here in this building as working on faith development. Today is a little different. I've changed. I've spent a lot of time thinking about you, you, this year. We're always learning what Unitarian Universalism means in our lives, how to trust it, how does it challenge me, how does it support me in the hard times. So when the kids and I are building forts together and working on our quiet corner 
and honoring the need inside of us to have a small, sacred place and learning that we can make that place all on our own, that's faith development. When we blast some tunes and fully inhabit our bodies and celebrate the joy we find when we're dancing together, that's faith development. And last fall, when we made stone soup together and everyone gave a little piece of themselves and together we made something bigger and better than any of us could have made on our own, that was faith development too. And when Rev Jenner, I stand up here and tell a story about a Unitarian or a Universalist from our past, and we think about how does their history impact us today, that too is faith development. That's right. Faith development doesn't just happen back there. It happens in here, too. And in other rooms, when we're at a board meeting and we're discussing what we want for the coming year, how we want to focus on our vision, increase our visibility in the community, and be known as a church full of vitality, we are developing our own Unitarian Universalist faith. When we serve as a coffee hour host, we restock the pews, we do some landscape work, that's still faith development. When we attend a religious education class, join a book discussion at church, or learn a new skill in a workshop, more faith development. When we march in a parade, when we show up at a pro-democracy rally, when we participate in a community tree planting event, we are all working. So if we're constantly working and developing our UU faith, maybe we should spend some time thinking about what our faith says and what does it ask of us. That's what the kids are doing today. In this congregation, the children and youth have a lovely ritual that was started by my predecessor, Amy Pop, where every September, on the Sunday following in-gathering, we host a fruit and chocolate communion. Everyone is invited to bring a fruit to share. We sort them out by color, and we match those colors to our UU values. In the past, we've used the seven principles, and this year, we're exploring the proposed change to the six values that are rooted in love. You may have seen this image from our Article 2 proposed revisions. The kids will be naming the values of interdependence, justice, equity, generosity, pluralism, and transformation. They'll talk about what those values mean to them 
and what it means that they're all rooted in love. But for the kids, it might be a little bit easier for them to understand if we make it a little more concrete. Their fruit symbolizes the colors of the rainbow. They prepare them just like they prepare their values in themselves. They'll notice that all of their fruits are held together in a big bowl of love. And that without the love, things would get real messy real fast. Moving on to the chocolate, maybe my favorite part, both tangibly and metaphorically. The chocolate represents the covenant that we all agree to. The kids will have a conversation about covenant. So many big words. What is it? Why do we use it? Covenants can be tricky. They're not simply a list of rules of do's and don'ts. There are hopes for how we'll be together in community. They're aspirational. How we want to be on our best days, at our best moments. And we know because, as Martin Buber says, we are a promise-making, promise-breaking, and promise-renewing people, we know we're going to miss the mark sometimes. And our covenant lets us back in. Forgiveness. Recommitting yourself to the group and belonging. The chocolate in the fruit and chocolate communion is where the magic is. So that's the curriculum today. That's what the kids are working on. But it won't be the same for all of them. You see, we're all at different places on our journey. This slide has a way of thinking about how we're at different places. For some, today will be a new experience. Their faith is being caught. They're learning the traditions we celebrate, figuring out the lingo, and they're just getting used to hearing those words, much like our new visitors of any age. Then, they're the ones who've been around RE programs for a few years. They're like, oh yeah, we, we do this here, okay. I got this, I got this. And they start to work on some big ideas. Not too deep yet. Maybe they can recite some chalice lightings. Maybe they have a favorite UU story. They're adding to their vocabularies. Their faith is being taught. Next are the bigger kids. Adolescents, for the most part, 
or folks who've been around the church for long enough to really feel like they understand what we're talking about. Now they're asking, but what does it mean to me? How does that show up in my life? At stage three, we are buying into our faith. We'll be leaning on these adolescents to lead some discussions back there today. What do those values mean to you? How are you generous? What does a world that believes in justice look like? Big, juicy questions. And stage four, beautiful, complicated stage four. Things aren't very comfortable at stage four. All that applying our faith to our lives can make us question some things. Question ourselves, question others, question what you've been taught in the past. Those challenges Those questions challenge us to dig deep for answers. And as we search, we might not find answers right away. It might just feel like more questions are coming. It takes work, long, hard work. And sometimes when we're in the middle of that work, we look over. There's some shiny other faith over there. And it's like, oh, they got the answers. Maybe that one's for me. This stage, more than any others, asks us to be patient with ourselves as we search. You are the only one who knows where your path goes. I don't write a lesson plan for stage four, but I pull up a chair, I fill a cup of coffee, and I hang out with someone who's searching. Notice all of these stages, there's work being done. Working to trust, to learn, to apply, and to search. Maybe because faith development isn't just for the kids, you see yourself at one of these stages, maybe at a few of these stages, because we can slide up and down. Being a church community full of vitality, focused on making the vision of our liberal religious faith more and more visible in the world, will take a lot of faith development for all of us. So next time I head down that hall, or you happen upon me with a pile of yarn, or splashing around with the kiddos, or goodness knows what else I'll be doing, you'll know that what I'm working on is faith development.